This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2021 MLB season is here, and although the seats may not be full, your bankroll has the chance to be. Ray Hoops Peterson has you covered for every game, every day this season, along with comprehensive analysis and angles for getting to the window while celebrating the walk-off winners and blown saves of what will be a wild season. Now it is time for the Baseball Betting Podcast with Ray Peterson. A warm and friendly hello, welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, we've got a great podcast for you. in the second segment, John Jansen does a terrific job over there with Fox Sports Philadelphia. The Gambler is going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be taking a look at both of these series. We did not know if Max Scherzer was going to be going or not in Game 2 of this series. So we kept it a little bit more broad brush. We did know that the Red Sox were pounding the tar out of the Houston Astros. So we're going to be taking a look at both of the series. And then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis on Game 2 of the NLCS for today. And a little something I like to call, touch them all. First things first, always love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. If you got one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters here. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. 
If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we did wind up seeing a pair of games in which had a varying amount of intrigue in them. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these seems a little bit better. What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out. Overall, this postseason, home teams are hitting at a clip of about 65%, and we wound up seeing home teams go 1-1 one and one on Saturday as the Atlanta Braves get the job done against the bullpen game of the LA Dodgers by a count of 3-2, to and it was certainly a full-on bullpen game for the Dodgers, I will say. Only one guy wound up throwing more than 16 pitches, so a lot of these guys should be able to come back today as Tony Gonsolin wound up being that gentleman. One and two-thirds innings, he does wind up giving up a run, and that one run was a home run going deep for the Atlanta Braves. Austin Riley, the man that would also drive in the winning run as well, so he wound up having himself a day. Corey Canable in the first inning winds up giving up a run. Phil Bickford, one and a third inning scoreless. Justin Brule, a scoreless inning along with Alex Vizia, Joe Kelly, Kenley Jansen, and Blake Tryon winds up giving up the RBI single to Riley that winds up ending this game. And for the LA Dodgers, Will Smith gets jiggy with it. He goes deep off of Max Freed for his first home run of this postseason. And for Freed, he winds up going six innings, giving up two runs. And now for Freed, if you take a look at it, the Atlanta Braves are now, I believe, 12-1, and including the postseason in his last 13 starts he has in this time span. Right around a buck 55 ERA. It's been nothing short of terrific. And the Braves, ever since the All-Star break, they rank number four in the big leagues with regards to bullpen ERA. Tyler Mazik, Luke Jackson, Will Smith. I'll give you a scoreless setting. So the Braves able to get it done there. And the Boston Red Sox are now 9-1 all-time in games in the postseason, which Nathan Evaldi pitches in. He does wind up giving up three runs over the course of five and a third innings, but the Red Sox had a pair of grand slams in the first two innings to give them a 9-5 win. Hitting those grand slams, J.D. Martinez in the first inning had one of them, and then you wind up having Rafael Devers in the second inning getting one. And then that man, Kike Hernandez, continues to be absolutely white hot. He winds up going deep in this one and now has 15 hits in his last five postseason games. I think that that's a postseason record. I might need to double check, but in a five-game span, having 15 hits in the postseason, that is terrific. You take a look at the rest of the Red Sox pitching and Ryan Brasher and Edmond Vino combined for Atrio Valdez-Garrett Woodlock. Gives you two scoreless settings and Darwinson Hernandez does wind up giving up back-to-back home runs. Going deep for the Astros, you wind up having Jason Castro get his first home run in the postseason and Yoli Gurriel winds up going yard and Luis Garcia was out long for this game. He winds up giving up the grand slam to Martinez. Gives up five runs in total over the course of an inning. Wound up leaving with an injury, by the way. Jake Odorizzi pretty much had to serve in a bulk role. He wound up giving up a pair of those home runs, including one of the grand slams, as he winds up giving up four runs over the course of four innings. From there, Yumi Garcia and Blake Taylor combined for three scoreless innings. Ryan Stanek gives you a scoreless inning as well. And for the Houston Astros, they have now scored at least five runs in every one of their games ever since the beginning of the month of October. But you also take a look at the Boston Red Sox. They have now scored at least four runs in now seven out of their last eight games as well. So that's what we wound up seeing in Major League Baseball on Saturday. Now let's take a look at both of these series in general. Let's get the perspective. Our far good friend John Jansen over there with Fox Sports Philadelphia the Gambler also does some work with Wind Daily Sports along with SiriusXM Fantasy. Going to be getting his take on both the ALCS and the NLCS on the other side right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. It is great to be joined by our guests as 
we go out to the great city of Philadelphia. That is where we find our good friend John Jansen. He does the line change over there with Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler. That is from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern out there on the East Coast. And if you're looking in the Pacific time zone, that would be 5 to 8 every Monday through Friday. Guy does a terrific job there. Does some work with SiriusXM's fantasy sports coverage and also win daily sports as well. And to be able to follow John on Twitter, you're able to do so at Jay Jansen. And then the numbers three and four. And John, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And it's been great playoff action. And as we all predicted, an NL East team could maybe possibly be in the World Series, as we all predicted. Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, <laughs> we don't know game one wound up going as we do this, but Game two is going to be Mad Max Scherzer against Ian Anderson. And I'm really intrigued as to what we wind up getting out of Max Scherzer because we didn't know if he was going to be starting game one or not. The Dodgers has made it very hard for us to bet on these games overnight because you just have no idea who's going to be thrown out there. If you wanted betting Julio Rios as the starting pitcher in game five and you went pitcher dependent, you wound up having avoided bet there. But with that said, I think that this is going to be an intriguing series in general, and I think it's going to be one that provides a little bit of value on a game-by-game perspective, because while I do think that the Dodgers are the superior team here, I do think that the Atlanta Braves have a chance to be able to steal a couple games with the way that their offense is structured, and the way that both of these bullpens have, in general have pitched, I think that we're going to get a little bit of a lower-scoring series, too. Yeah, we are. And that was kind of the surprise, I would say, I guess, of the Braves is that bullpen has not been the strongest part of this Braves team. Now, of course, it's gotten better and we did project this bullpen to be pretty good. But throughout the season, it just wasn't the case. But now they're playing well. And I mean, maybe we got to you know stop looking at the Braves as a team, I guess, that you know got out of the gates pretty slow. They had a couple of players that went out. Of course, Mike Soroka out all season and then Ronald Acuna Jr. out as well since, what, June, July. So I focused a lot on what they didn't have and didn't focus on the fact that they do have two MVP candidates and they do have a couple of guys that they traded for, especially Solaire, that are really good. So I think I focused too much on what they didn't have and didn't look at the big picture of, well, they still do have two MVP candidates, even though they are missing their third one, who was a front runner at one point. So yeah, Braves are certainly in this. I don't know if they'll win it, but they're going to put up a good fight, I think. I do think so as well. I think that this entire series is going to be really intriguing because with the Dodgers, they've really been a feast or famine offense. You take a look at them going into yesterday in their last nine games. They had scored eight plus in six of them. They wind up putting up a pair of zeros. I think that they wound up having that two in between as well. So it's been really intriguing to take a look at the LA Dodgers recently because it feels like they either score a total gob down of runs or they wind up getting relatively held down, which I think is a part of this handicap as well. Yeah, you know, obviously the Giants just want to give credit to them and their pitching staff. Like, obviously, that's going to be really tough, but it's sort of been like that all season. It's just the Dodgers, you know, like all good teams can win multiple ways. So their pitching was really good, especially starting pitching this season. So they were able to win a lot of games that way. But yeah, their offense has been very much hit or miss pretty much all season. We saw that during, you know, the postseason, the NLDS. I think we're going to see a bit of the same. And, you know, why you give the Braves a chance? Because I just think their offense is still top to bottom incredibly good. And again, the trade for Duvall and Solaire's working, but like Austin Riley and Freddie Freeman have just been mashing all season long. And I think it's going to continue to happen. I know the the Dodgers starting pitching still been really good and the bullpen has strengthened up, but I believe in that Braves lineup and I think they'll be able to put up some runs in this series and probably take a game or two just because of the fact that, you know, the Dodgers are very much a streaky team. I do think so as well as we do have John Jansen of Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler, joining me on the podcast. And 
Speaking of three-key teams, how about the Boston Red Sox? Who, <laughs> they just wind up putting up two grand slams in the first two innings of their game against the Houston Astros as they were able to win that one fairly easily. And I take a look at this series. I was thinking that we would get quite a few runs at the forefront of it. So far, so good with that regard. But I think it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens when we wind up heading back to Boston. It looks like Jose Urquidy is going to be going to Game 3 for Houston. As of right now, we don't know who's going to be going for Boston on Monday, but I think it's been really intriguing to see how the Red Sox have been mixing and matching because they haven't gotten a whole lot of anything out of Chris Sale, and really the starting pitching in general hasn't been great, but the team has put up so many runs that they've been able to get to this spot of the postseason. Yeah, and it's just they're getting big innings from guys that I just didn't expect, and of course, like the big one, obviously, Nick Pavetta. Is that going to continue to happen against Houston? Because Houston's a lineup that can punish you for that. Like Nick Pavetta, Great that he did it in Series 1 against the Rays. But the Rays are a good lineup, but still, I look at them mostly as just a well-rounded team. You know, they get by with some great pitching and good bullpen usage. But this is different. You have to shut down the Astros lineup, and if you don't, like they're going to absolutely crush you. So I'm going to be really interested to see just how this Red Sox bullpen pretty much holds up. Held up in the ALDS, and they did well. How is that going to happen, though? Because it's a thin one, too. And so the more Nick Pavetta pitches, I imagine he's going to start feeling some fatigue, as well as most of the bullpen, because, again, very thin. We're not going to go too deep. I'm really interested in that. It's why I think the Houston Astros win this series, and I think they'll probably end up winning it in about five or six. But I'm just going to focus mostly on that as the Red Sox bullpen was something I didn't expect to do well, and they've absolutely crushed it in the ALDS. But I'm thinking that'll change in this series. And if you take a look at the Red Sox bullpen as well, among teams that want to make in the postseason, they wound up having the worst ERA of the bullpen among teams that were able to make October baseball. So that is something that you take a look at as well. And then when you just take a look at the lineup in general, I have a little bit more faith in the Houston Astros because you've got all of those guys, Jordan Alvarez, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Kyle Tucker, 26-plus home runs, all in at least 272 for the team. And for the Red Sox, no question, Kike Hernandez, I would argue, has been the most valuable player to his team in this postseason because it's not just what he's been able to do at the plate inning above a 500 here in the postseason. I think that the 13 hits in the combined four games they had going into yesterday the most in a four-game stretch in MLB postseason history, but he has really been able to be absolutely incredible for the team, but you got to wonder when that's going to dry up because Kike Hernandez throughout the year was a guy that wound up having 20 home runs, a 250 hitter, so I ain't a solid player, but he's playing above his head right now. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, he's not the only one. There are so many examples, I think, of the Red Sox in that ALDS against the Rays that played well above their head. I'm expecting that to not crash and burn, but of course, I expect some regression to you know the averages, to what those guys have been all season long. We just want the Astros to lose. Like Everybody doesn't want to see these guys because most of these guys are from the team that cheated. So I think a lot of people want these guys to lose and not win anything, but you look at it kind of objectively and they're great. No matter if they're banging trash cans or not, this is an amazing lineup and can hit the ball so well. And I just think we're going to see that a lot this series. You know, the Red Sox just mass fusion. I know their pitching isn't the best, but I just think that everything's going to be trumped by the fact that this Houston Astros lineup has a lot of experience too. And overall, really talented at the plate. I just think that lineup is going to take over this series. 
I do think so as well as we do have joining me on the podcast, John Jansen of Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler. And I wound up saying it before the series. I do think that we're going to be able to get an Astros versus Dodgers rematch in the World Series. I'm not sure if you see anything different like I've been talking about. I do think that there's going to be some good spots to just go game by game in both of these series. And I don't think that we're going to see any sort of just a team that winds up winning by a count of like four to one. I could see these series all going between six and seven games. But when you take a look at things, do you have anything other than the Dodgers and the Astros in the World Series? Yeah, it'd probably be those two teams. And I think the if you were to be contrarian, I guess, and look different, it would be the Red Sox. They're the team that I think people call for the upset in that series. I actually think the Braves, again, I just, I don't want to look past that this lineup's great. And it's anchored by two guys who legitimately were in the MVP discussion until the end. Like they were in the NL MVP discussion all season long, Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley. And they have a, a ton of talent around them. Of course, it always is like the what if, you know, Ronald Acuna was there. What if Mike Soroka was there? But the starting pitching's great. The bullpen's getting better, at least, you know, to what we thought going into the season they would be. But that lineup can absolutely hit. And I think they can get after the Dodgers pitching staff. You're going to have to get past Walker Bueller and you're going to have to get past Max Scherzer. And Urias is pitching really well. But this lineup, I think, can do it. I want to give them a chance here against the Dodgers. I don't, because I think we dismissed the Braves too early, especially in that Brewer series. I think we dismissed them a little bit too much. I don't want to do that here. It's really hard to repeat, you know, as World Series champs and get back there again. It's going to be really tough for the Dodgers to try and repeat that. I think the Braves are going to really give them a, a lot to handle here. Yep, and I do think that it's a situation which we're going to see the Dodgers advance, in my opinion. But keep in mind, last year, the Braves were able to take a 3-1 to lead in that NLCS. They very nearly were able to make the World Series. I would not be surprised if we wind up seeing a Game 7 in this series. Yeah, it yep. come down to a one-run game, much like we saw with the San Francisco Giants. And John, I know that you would be a big fan of that. And I know that you've been doing a great job of holding it down all season long when it comes to the baseball betting board. And you've been doing some great work on the forefront of all things football as well over there with SiriusXM Fantasy along with Wind Daily Sports. I know that you do a great job Monday through Friday over there with Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler. And the NBA season is going to be returning. And as we know, there's a team that has brewed up a little bit of controversy out there in Philadelphia. So <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Good people know how they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on in general. Yeah, follow me at jjansen34. That's J-A-N-S-E-N. And not John Jansen 77. I got tagged yeah. John Jansen, who is the host up there in Detroit. Great Michigan player as well and a great offensive tackle. But no, I am not that. I am much smaller and not as physically imposing. But at jjansen34. Yeah, windailysports.com. They have a great one-week free trial going on, so check that out. And also, so everything we got going on at the Gambler Union coming down to the final few games of the season, and they're playing really well. And of course, we got all the betting stuff as well going on with the Gambler. So plenty of stuff going on. You can check it all out at Jay Jansen 34. He was never an offensive lineman, but he is a protector of bankrolls. John does an absolutely <laughs> terrific job over there in the great city of Philadelphia. And it's been great to have him on throughout the season on this podcast. Might have him on one more time during the World Series as well as John always delivers on this podcast. So big thanks to him. That is that time the podcast coming up next. I give you a signed total for game two of the NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves and a little something like call touch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. 
Always a pleasure to get John Jansen on the podcast. He does a terrific job over there with Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler, and he also does a lot of work with SiriusXM, their fantasy coverage. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on the podcast. We've got only one game for today, and as I'm doing this right now, we've got no line on this game, hopefully, while I'm doing the Greg Peterson experience on the Vegas Hanson Information Network, which you're able to hear from 10 p.m. Pacific time to 1 a.m. Pacific if you're out there on the East Coast. That is 1 to 4 a.m. Something winds up becoming available, but with that said, going to give you guys everything that I've got when it comes to picks and analysis for Game 2 of the NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves in a little something I like to call... Touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Big reason why we currently don't have any lines up on this game is because the Dodgers have been moving around their pitchers. With that said, we do now know who's going to be going in this game as it is 907-908 on the betting board with the LA Dodgers on the road against the Atlanta Braves and Ian Anderson going for the Bravos and Mad Max Scherzer. It's going to be on the bump for the Dodgers. Now, I do want to throw this in there as well. I want to be writing something up for the New York Post, but it might not wind up making it just because we do have a lot of NFL football on this Sunday for one and for two. We just don't have any lines upon this game like I mentioned a little bit earlier, but with that said, with my personal handicap, I wound up making the LA Dodgers a minus 163 favorite as long as Scherzer winds up going. If we get another bullpen game, well, obviously I'd be adjusting that a lot. If we wind up getting Walker Bueller, which it sounds like he's going to be going in game three, it'd be a little bit less of a stark adjustment, but want to make the Dodgers a minus 163 favorite. I do think that they're going to be able to come back in this one now with the Dodgers. They did wind up using up just about all their bullpen pieces, but nobody other than Tony Gonsolin was used for more than 16 pitches, so a lot of these guys are going to be good to go. You take a look at this Dodgers team, and you've got a whole bunch of guys that are able to supply a whole lot of boom. They're going to be without Max Muncy in this series, but A.J. Pollock has been white hot for this team really over the last month and a half. Corey Seager as well. He's cooled down a little bit here in the postseason, but going into the playoffs in the last 30 days, he was hitting right around a 350 Mookie bets. He just does a little bit of everything. Went 0-4 yesterday, but we recall the four hits that he wound up having in Game 5 against the San Francisco Giants. The Turners, Trey and Justin Turner down for what are both solid. Justin Turner down for what had a little bit of a tough series against the Giants, but you know that he's going to be able to pick it up. And for the Atlanta Braves, how about the hero of yesterday in Austin Riley? He has been absolutely magnificent for this team. He and Freddie Freeman during the regular season both had 30 plus homers, both had right around a 300. They've been rock solid. It's been October. He's had a pair of home runs here in the postseason. He has earned himself a starting spot, and rightfully so, in my opinion. He's been playing that well. Adam Duvall, he overall for the 2021 season wound up having 38 home runs. Not necessarily the world's greatest guy when it comes to batting average, but he's been solid. And Travis Arno was banged up for much of the year. Having him back is nice. And for the Atlanta Braves, something that you do want to take a look at, they wound up using three relievers yesterday. Tyler Mazek, Luke Jackson, Will Smith. All these guys, 18 pitches or fewer used up. And this is a Braves team that, with regards to their bullpen ERA, fourth in the big leagues ever since the All-Star break. Meanwhile, the Dodgers, they have been second all year long. So both of these bullpens have been relatively solid. Jesse Chavez, along with someone like Jacob Webb, have been able to come to the forefront, do a little bit of a better job. Meanwhile, for the Dodgers, I like what you're getting out of Blake trying. Kenley Jansen, for all the poop that he winds up taking, he's actually been a very solid reliever for this team by and large. Corey Knable, the opener from yesterday, he is very good as well. So I do take a look at this spot, and I just gravitate towards Mr. Scherzer because the LA Dodgers are 12 and 1 in games of which Scherzer winds up pitching, and he's given up six home runs over the course of a little bit over 80 innings in his time with the LA Dodgers. Just a strikeout machine. He's had a lot of success recently with the Atlanta Braves, and the Dodgers are 7 and 3 in their last 10 games against the Atlanta Braves. They 
everything we had to last postseason. And then you take a look at Ian Anderson. He certainly has been able to do a very solid job when it comes to his time with the Atlanta Braves. You take a look at him. Two runs of fear given up in four out of his last five starts. So since coming off the injured list, he has been rock solid there. But he's also given up five home runs in those starts as well. That is a little bit of a concern that you have. Now he's done a better job of being able to limit the deep ball whenever he's been at home than on the road. Six home runs given up in 61 and a third innings at home. Ten bombs in 67 innings given up on the road. And opponents starting at 207 off of him in Atlanta versus a 234 on the road. But I do think that this is going to be a classic pitcher's duel. I do think that the experience and just the sheer stuff that Max Scherzer has is a little bit more than that of Mr. Anderson. So while I'm saying the Dodgers is right around a minus 160 favorite, I have to think that that'll wind up being the New York Post pick if we don't wind up seeing anything else. But I'm leaning towards the Dodgers being a relatively solid favorite. And with this total, I wound up setting it at a 7.2. So a 7 or lower, I'm going to be taking a look at the over 7 half higher. Going to be taking a look at the under. And that'll wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Podcast on this Sunday. A big thanks to our good friend John Jansen of Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler, for joining me in the last segment. If you'd like to hear him from this fine podcast, the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson, you're able to subscribe wherever you hear podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Jenna. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM. Amy does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. them from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. If I had that five-star review, going to be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, which means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.